1: everyone, welcome back. It is Jay Scott and it is the Hook Rocks, the ultimate rock community podcast. Thanks for tuning in and stopping by once again. We always appreciate your presence. We always appreciate you giving us a listen. And don't forget to write us a review when you're done listening to this episode. We always appreciate your feedback. And reviews mean a lot to podcasts, so please take the time. We do certainly appreciate it. As you know, we are part of the Pantheon Podcast Network, a network of music podcasts, and you can catch something for all types of different music tastes on there. You've got everything from a Kiss podcast to vintage vinyl, all that kind of stuff. So check out Pantheon Pods at PantheonPodcast.com, as well as on Twitter at Pantheon Pods, Instagram, Facebook, just search up the name Pantheon Pods, and you can also search us up at The Hook Rocks on all those social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and now Threads, although we're still trying to figure out Threads at this time. But go check mm-hmm. us out and give us a follow, and uh, we do appreciate it. And don't forget to set your app wherever you do podcasts to automatic downloads so you get the latest episode right to your phone. We had some tremendous episodes this past year. We've had everybody from Rick Nielsen to Richie Kotzen to George Lynch. We just had Nick Perry on, which was just a tremendous interview. So check that out. And many more. We had Julia Lauren from the band The Foxies from Nashville. We have a lot of Nashville bands on because, as you know, that's kind of where everything's migrating to. And uh, it's always nice to kind of see where that community is going and how it's developing and growing. And we've got another nashville-based artist today who uh, is going to talk about his 30th anniversary with the band that kind of made him famous that's brother kane and the guest is damon johnson what's happening man how are you
2: jay i'm really good buddy good to uh good to speak to you again yes we did an interview
1: your uh previous uh, <clears throat> uh solo it was a battle lines Battle Lessons. Battle yeah. Lessons, Battle Lessons. And I love the album. It was a great album. Uh, was it
2: 2021? I believe it was. Yes. 2021. It's um, man, we put a lot of love into making that record. I was so proud of it. Still proud of it. Still listen to it to this day. Uh,
1: oh, It's a great um, album.
2: My 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 Suburban is so old that it still has a CD player in it. And uh, that CD has lived in the position one slot for uh for three years now man it's not going anywhere i love
1: it you know the the funny funny you say that because i had to get a new car a couple years ago like i i'm a type of person i run my cars into the ground like i am not Same. like whatever hundred fifty thousand miles it, if it still runs i'm still using it and 150
2: is nothing let's be real let's go 2 <laughs> let's go 250 Let's go.
1: <laughs> I've got a I've got a friend who's got a Toyota forerunner from like 1995, who's got over 300,000 miles on it, and yeah. um, this lasted yeah. 157,000 miles and it conked out. So I was at the dealership looking at cars, and none of them had CD players, and I'm like, I need a CD player. What's the newest model or latest model you have on the lot with a CD player. He's like, are you serious? I'm like, I'm damn serious. I go, I, go, I listen to CDs and uh we got, I got a 2017, like 30,000 miles. And I'm like, I'll take it. And he's like, I've never heard someone buy a car because it still has a CD player.
2: <laughs> Jay, I got bad news for you, buddy. You're getting old. Yes. You, yes. you, you and I, we are getting old, man. Um, well, there's no question that, you know, music creates such a deep, you know, deep passionate emotions in us, you know, and I certainly relate to what it's like to get connected to any format, really. But, um, you know, it's a lot like my wife, Linda, She's she's so passionate about a certain bundle of old CDs, like she refuses to get rid of them. She I'm sure you're the same, Jay. You enjoy yeah. looking at the liner notes, where it was recorded, who was involved, who was that singing those background vocals, uh, who engineered it—all kinds of stuff. So I, I relate, man. No, good on you for, uh, for getting another vehicle that yes. has a CD player. Yeah, I mean, it's a—it's that physical connection, right?
1: I mean, now with the generations behind us, there's nothing tangible for them to hold. It doesn't seem real. So they don't look at it as a serious art form. They could just point, click and download and listen. And, you know, my son who just uh, went off to college a few weeks ago, when he turned 10, I bought him a CD player and I bought him 10 CDs for his birthday because I wanted him to have a physical connection with the art form. Like you said, looking at the album covers and the liner notes and and having it displayed on your bookshelf and, and whatnot, because that means something that's like your, those are like your badges, right. Of, of who you, of who you are. And I notice his connection to music is much different than his friends because he has that physical connection. Like uh, taking, he, he goes to record stores, you know, at, at, at a young age, just cause he, you know, he, when he went to, when he went, he, he's down at Old Miss now. And, uh, but the first week he calls. He, yeah, I found a record store. I bought a couple of vinyls. <laughs> you know, so I no, listen,
2: man. I gotta, connection. I gotta get in. I gotta get in on this discussion because I have a 19 year old. I have a 15 year old, and they both love vinyl. They've got, they're buying it themselves. They, we've got a great used record shop uh, a couple exits up the interstate from our house in Nashville. They love it. They're passionate about it, and they're buying new stuff. They're buying old stuff, and there is that there's that connection. And I think really with, with vinyl making the comeback it's had, it reminds me much more of what it was like for us as kids, because, um, you know, I'm from that generation that was in middle school in the mid seventies. So, you know, it's just burned into my psyche looking at, you know, the first Zeppelin record, the first, you know, the uh, kiss destroyer, the first Boston record. Um, I had All My Brothers live at the Fillmore East. Those Leonard Skinnerd records, man. You know those images. When I hear those songs on the radio, that's what I see in my head Absolutely. Are, Absolutely. are those album covers, and it's and it's been that way for for decades. So I'm, um, you know, you and I both have kids that are old enough to, you know, at least the, I I feel like we've done a decent job as parents yes. to to point them in that direction. So it's good.
1: Yes, yeah. When you think about the the music business today, you know, and and you see how technology has keeps taking up more real estate in music, right? And now we're hearing about AI and Chat GPT and artists using that to write songs, and ah, it's disappointing when you hear and you see polls of people accepting that, right? Because in my opinion. When you utilize that stuff, the, the essence of the art form, whether it, you know, we're talking about music today, but whether it's music or painting or, or whatever, it, it nullifies that human element that makes art what it is. And it's just when you see it encroaching on and encroaching on what it is that you do and what it is that I listen to, um, It's disappointing. It's concerning. And, you know, it just, it just feels like, where are we going? Like, where does this end up?
2: Well, you know, I feel like the good news is that's up to our kids to figure out, you know, this is just where they are. And whatever impact AI is going to have on creativity, or the lack thereof. I, I guess I've, I've lived long enough, Jay, I'm old enough that I just, I don't even think about it, man. I don't think about it. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's not my music that this is affecting. I'm always going to listen to the songs and the bands and the artists and the songwriters that have inspired me and motivated me to be an artist in the first place. Um, you know, I just feel like the time has passed for me to, I, it's, it's going to be difficult for me to stumble on a 22 year old that's writing songs that have enough perspective that it's going to rise to the level of impact that it has on me to hear whoever, man, Joni Mitchell, Bob Dylan, um, you know, Springsteen, some great songwriters in the nineties, man. You know, I think Eddie Vedder is a great songwriter. Um, There's, there's a few things here and there. It doesn't matter what I like. What matters is how, what I like inspires me to pick up my guitar and tell my story and work out my own therapy. You know, that's 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 what songwriting is. For me, and I know for a lot of other artists, I'm just trying to make sense of the world and put it into a song. And that's why I'm so fired up about these two new Brother Kane songs that we're going to drop on the world in about another month now. Um, you know, I've been putting out these solo records, as you alluded to earlier for you know the better part of the last seven or eight years and I'm so proud of them when we decided to reform brother kane and my manager called me and said hey man we need to think about we need to talk about some new music i was initially very intimidated not intimidated but just like what oh man we got to write new brother kane stuff because you know i've been out whenever i do solo gigs or play with my full electric band. Yes, we play brother Kane songs, but I've just been so focused on what I call my solo material over the last 15 years. So once I got over the hump of accepting the idea that I needed to try and write some new music and put it under the brother Kane heading, I got really excited and I couldn't be happier for the two songs that we we're releasing. Um Yes, we've chosen to just go kind of one song at a time. It takes a lot of time and a lot of work and a lot of alignment of many people's schedules, Jay, to create a full 10 song record. You know, we'll, we'll get to that at some point. Uh, with me having to also share a lot of my year as a member of Leonard Skynyrd, in addition to B and Brother Kane, you know, I just have to be really, um, What's the word? I just have to be very careful with my time, you know, what I choose to, to spend it on. So, uh, I couldn't be happier about these two new songs and, and yeah, that's technology now, man. That's yeah. You put it on the, on the streaming sites, get it on Spotify, get it on Apple music. It's just where we are. It's the world we live in. Um, and, and I'm cool with that. If that's how I can reach my little circle of fans, my little fan base, any of the people interested in what I'm doing, and that's cool. We're, we're going to give, give them that. What was it like for you when
1: you made that decision to go back into Brother Kane and explore where or how all of you've evolved to present day from your last album? I think your what, last album was 98 and, yeah. um, you know, to, to now, what was that like entering that room when and you guys start creating again?
2: Well, that question it's kind of multi-tiered for me. It's hard not to address, you know. The it was, this is all my manager's idea. I give Kevin Lee all the credit because I, I've never said never about Brother Kane, but I always felt like I wanted it to be all the original guys if if I was ever going to do anything. We. We made a couple of, we did a couple of uh, benefit shows to raise money for some friends that had some health problems. Uh, We did like three or four one-offs about 11 years ago and it was fun and all that, but I just, it just wasn't on my desk of like, here's the things I want to do going forward. So when Kevin said, let's talk about it, um, the first thing I said, was, man, it's going to be impossible to get the original band back together. That was first and foremost. And he really helped me, Jay, look at it differently. You know, he just said, look, man, you wrote those songs. You sang those songs. You know, you were the one that got the record deal in the first place, and then you went out and brought these guys in. It's not like we were, you know, a band like Alice and Change, and we were intact and we'd been out playing shows and just being a band. It wasn't like that. We were, it was sort of a put together band after I had gotten a development deal with Virgin Records because they liked my guitar playing and my songwriting. So I guess what I'm being long winded about saying is that, you know, I feel Kevin's helped me realize that the, the original band, that was a chapter in my life creatively a big chapter seven years um and i love those guys and i'm proud of the music we made uh the experiences we had together it's crazy to think man that was 24 years ago when the band called it a day um and i started thinking well you know, I'd love to reconnect with Glenn Maxey. Glenn's the bass player that showcased with me before we were ever called Brother Kane. Glenn played bass on the first record. He did that first tour. He was a part of Got No Shame, Hard Act to Follow, Satisfy Me—all those songs on the debut record—and um, and then the rest of the guys in the band now in Brother Kane, the new version—they're my guys in Nashville, Jay, that I've been making new music with. I mean, Jared Pope has been my drummer for 15 years. I mean, you know, like that's twice as long as I played with anybody in the original Brother Kane. So credit to Kevin. He kind of helped me come to peace with all of that. So then once we decided he was in the band, um, I just felt like, hey, I'm not going to try and write something that, Sounds like 1993 or sounds like 1998. That would be lame. What's what's creative about that? I've lived so much life. I've had, I've been so fortunate, Jay, to play with incredible artists uh, in the 23 years since then. So, I tried not to overthink the writing. I was just like, hey, I'm going to pick up the guitar, and if I get fired up about a vocal melody. I've always got lyrics, man, I got pages and pages of ideas to draw from. So I just thought, hey, all right, I'm gonna I'm just gonna work and wait for something to land in my brain that go, oh yeah, this feels great. let's let's go down this path and see what happens. And um, what I'll tell you man is both of these songs were written pretty quickly. And any songwriter you've talked to over the course of the time you've had your podcast, I'm sure you've heard it said many times the best ones always come the quickest. If, uh, you know, if you're having a labor over it, sometimes that's a sign like, Hey man, maybe, maybe you should try another idea. This one's, this one's struggling to to come to fruition. So that was the biggest hurdle to answer your question. You know, once I got past who was going to be in the band, um, and just accepting that Kevin had some great ideas. He's like, yeah, man, let's, uh, you know if we're going to move this thing forward and get out there it'd be awesome to have some new songs and uh no one's a bigger fan of these two new songs than i am or than kevin is so um it's a good partnership he and i have together and uh, i can't wait for you to hear them man i can't wait i <laughs> it's, it's all i want to talk about i love that we're reissuing the debut record on on vinyl uh i think you know that was, we never released, Virgin Records never put out any of those three albums on vinyl. So uh the debut record, it's the 30th anniversary. It's the first one on the list. So, uh man, we've got about 24 tour dates between October 14 and December the 5th. And man, I can't believe it. <laughs> I can't believe it. We got tour dates. We got cities. We got, you know, we got a... Just a good little skeleton crew of guys, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it.
1: I think you guys are playing the Arcada outside of Chicago in Saint Charles, yes. um, which is a great venue. Um, great venue. Yeah, I I actually saw you there. I think you opened up for the Winery Dogs a few years back, and I yeah,
2: saw you, that's you play that show. I'm glad you were at that show, Jay. Um, that was kind of the beginning of the path that I continue on now. Um, I think you and I talked about this last time, you know, I had joined Thin Lizzy in 2011 that also morphed into Black Star Writers. And that was awesome. Made great music with Ricky Warwick and Scott Gorham and those guys. And, but right around the time you saw me with the winery dogs, I was, that was kind of the beginning of whatever my solo thing is, or, you know, I just wanted to see what it could be. So, that was uh an album called Memoirs of an Uprising, which I also love. And uh you know, I just don't think any of the things that are happening right now in 2023, I don't think any of them would be happening had it not been for those two records. I think those two albums are very important to my creative path, uh, just my uh performance path, you know, playing some shows and you know, just working. I just want to work. I just want to keep making music to provide for my family. And, um, you know, having great guys in Nashville to, to be a part of this with me is, uh, I just feel really lucky. Uh, that was the other thing, man. You, I've been in so many bands like Alice Cooper, Thin Lizzy, S- Leonard Skinner. Anytime we're going to have band rehearsal, man, we got to fly people in from the West coast and from new upstate New York. And it's like, wow, it's a lot of work. <laughs> so that was, uh, that was sort of rule number one. It's like, all right, if you're going to play in my band, you have to live in Nashville or at least, you know, no more than an hour, hours drive. Cause I'm, I'm not in the business of flying people in. To do this
1: you know <laughs> that's the that's the way the world is these days right um yeah. for those wondering um check out brother kane's website and their social media the vinyl that they're releasing for this 30th anniversary is absolutely gorgeous it is uh you know for myself who collects vinyl and you know one of the new things about vinyl for those people who really don't know is there's different colored vinyls there's different packages with the vinyl so not only is it a piece of art and a piece of music, but it's also kind of like a memorabilia piece too. It's like it's like something that is unique in in itself. So, man, the the colored vinyl that the the color scheme on the vinyl, like I said, uh if you have a chance to look at it, um it is gorgeous. It is it is a beautiful piece of art.
2: Thank you for that, Jay. Um I have to say, man, for all my years of being you know, full-time musician. I just feel like this is the, the time of my life. I feel like I'm having just the most fulfilling time of my whole career. It is such an honor to be a part of Leonard Skinner. And, you know, Kevin is just such a great partner. We're, we're doing good work together. We're making good decisions together. Um And it is a bonus that Kevin and his longtime, business associate. They also have a vinyl record club. So when we started talking about putting out that debut brother Kane record on vinyl, man, they, they took care of everything. Um, You are correct, man. The packaging on this is incredible. Uh, We've got three different variants, you know, different color variants. Um, You know, I, I could never have done that on my own. you know, it's just so great, man, to have a team um, experienced, passionate, great ideas, hardworking. Um, I just didn't see any of this coming. you know, you you know we put battle lessons out in 2021 and I was completely content to be out playing shows with my trio, doing some solo acoustic stuff, keep writing songs playing some sessions in Nashville and some other people's music. Man, I was busy. I, I was completely fine with that. Uh, Kevin and I start working together out of the blue. I get the call from Ricky Medlock and Johnny Van Zandt out of the blue. And then we Kevin had this Brother Kane idea out of the blue. And boom, here it is two years later. And there's a lot happening. And it all feels really productive and just feels really fun. I'm having a lot of fun making some great music with a lot of talented people that I'm just, I'm honored that they want to, you know, either ask me to be a part of it or they want to accept my invitation to come and play in my band. Um, I didn't see any of this coming, Jay. (laughs)
0: Go to PantheonPodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, Rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S.
1: Your your reputation, you know, starting with Brother Kane and the solo work, session work, Doing the work with, you know, thin Lizzie and, and Scott and then Black Star Riders and, you know, continuing with your solo stuff and then the trio that you had. And now here you're back with Brother Kane, but also now you have the Leonard Skinner. And I mean, these things don't happen in my view by accident. They're a result of reputation, the result of obviously playing and, and, and in your musicianship. So, you know, that again, that's a testament to you for being in this game for so long and. Now it seems like the, you know, you're, you're bearing the fruit of, of your labor here, you know? Um, and I think that's awesome for you and, and, and for your fans.
2: Thank you, Jay. You sound a lot like Ricky Medlock right now. He, he and I, uh, I'm actually on the road right now. We're in Saratoga Springs, uh, doing this Leonard Skinner easy top package tour, which is awesome. And, uh, Ricky and I, pretty much have coffee together every morning he's it's so much fun having a a friend that gets up as early every day as i do and so we'll sit down and have coffee and talk about all kinds of things but you know he your words that you just said echo what he has said many times and um you know i'm definitely the man for the job to fill this role in Leonard Skinner you know you can never fill gary rosington's shoes but i can certainly stand next to that spot he was in and and do the best i can and and just bring my years of experience and my love deep love for that band for that man and his guitar playing you know he's just such a guitar hero of mine and um you know and to talk about Skinner and Brother Kane in the same sentence it's it's uh i'm really proud of that uh the reaction to Brother Kane being back out playing shows has been awesome. Uh We're a little bit behind the curve, Jay, in the social media department because the band has been dormant for so long. So, you know, it's like we're having to play catch up with, you know, our Instagram and our Facebook and the website. You know, we had to kind of relaunch all that stuff. Um You might get a kick out of this, man, that – I had held on to the URL com ever since 20, uh, 2000, since the year 2000. You know, when the ban ended, you know, we let the website go quiet. But my buddy goes, Hey, man, you need to pay that $8 a year and hang on to that. <laughs> so, because <laughs> you know, for
1: people that don't know, you know what people do when you do let that lapse, the vultures come in. Oh, and yeah. It up and then they charge eight hundred for you to get that back or eight thousand to get that back. So yeah, yeah,
2: man, yeah, it's it's a crazy how that business works. It is, man. That's a that's eight bucks a year that have been a, a worthwhile expense. You know, my wife is always helping us do the taxes, and she's like, "Wait, what is GoDaddy dot com?" And I'm like, <laughs> uh, "They've got the that's who we pay to keep the keep the website." So I. Uh, I don't know. I feel kind of lucky. I've got DamonJohnson.com and I've got brotherkane.com And um, so far, it's it's been it's worth having them. It just it's helpful. You
1: you know, you said something interesting just moments ago where you said Brother Kane is mentioned, you know, with Leonard Skinner. And that's large in part because of you. But what's that? For you, what's the experience like? I mean, you're on tour with ZZ Top, Billy Gibbons, the legend, Leonard Skinner legendary band. You're in this machine, right? Leonard Skinner that's been rolling since the seventies. And you're, you're, you found a place in that and it's, it's an incredible experience. Then you have, you know, and a parallel to with Brother Kane. What is that? I mean, that's like two different journeys at once, two extraordinary journeys at once. And I mean, And you know this business, man. It's hard to get on a path of one journey, let alone two.
2: So what what is that world like for you? Well, right now, it is incredibly busy. And some days, Jay, I wonder if I'm letting things get too busy because I want to do a great job with anything I'm involved in. I want it to check all the boxes. I want I just I just want to do quality work. And there's no question that it is a juggle, you know, being a part of two bands. Uh the calendar is certainly the, the biggest challenge. Um as you just accurately said, Leonard Skinner is such a big operation. There's a lot of people out here, you know, on the payroll between the crew and the bus drivers, the truck drivers. It's a family, and it's an amazing family. Um, So, for me to become a part of something like that, just by, you know, it's only natural that that becomes immediately the mothership. So, whatever I'm doing with Brother Kane right now is going to have to sort of operate under whatever Skinner's got going on, and. Um, literally in the last 48 hours, you know, we were waiting to hear about some possible additional Skinner's easy top dates this year, uh, that were going to conflict with some of the brother Kane dates. Um, things worked out to where we can, we can maintain the brother Kane shows that we've got booked. And that was just a relief because man, it, it takes a lot of work to book any show, much less 24 shows. It's a drag to have to call up a venue and go, hey, man, we're going to we're gonna have to reschedule. I don't want to do that. Uh, the agent, management, the venue, nobody wants to do that. So that's the biggest challenge right now. It's definitely a lot of work. Um, but again, I got a great team and everybody's paying attention. You know, there's, a, there's definitely a, a couple hours for me every day that I'm literally at a computer, like a desk job. You know, replying to emails, opening emails, looking at artwork, listening to mixes, um, you know, social media. Oh, Jay, I struggle with it, man. I know. I know it's important. I know we have to do it. Brother. I wish I had someone just like attached on an umbilical cord next to me and go, please post on Facebook. Please post on Instagram. I, I, it's not that I, I don't, I I enjoy it. I enjoy going there myself and looking at my friends and their bands and my family and my kids. And I, I enjoy it, but I don't know. Maybe I need to be more of a narcissist. Maybe I need to learn to be more like, I want people to see this new pair of pants. I bought, check it out. Here's a picture of my pants. Who cares? Man? <laughs> it's like, Oh, here we're having pizza at this, uh, pizza place and you know uh, Hershey Pennsylvania I guess the people in Hershey Pennsylvania would be like oh cool Th- this guy posted about us but um I'm getting better at it and I'm grateful that that is a way to connect with the fans but um it's time consuming buddy it is, it is it's a com- it's a commitment it's a commitment
1: I mean even running this podcast and having a post on social media you know, I mean, it's 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 like a regimen. It's like you got to keep up with it. And it's you become almost like a slave to it, you know, because the moment you stop posting, you fall out of the algorithm and you got to get it back. And who knows what the algorithm is? And I hate algorithms to begin with, because I think it throttles um expression. I think it throttles, you know, um uh new music you know like with these new bands a lot of these bands don't get in the in the in the algorithm and they suffer for it so there's a lot of positives about it but it's a lot of negatives but it's just so like man like if you would have told me 20 years ago that this is what the world would be like i would have told you you were crazy you know people like taking pictures of a piece of pizza in hershey pennsylvania and
2: you know like like
1: are you serious like why would people be find that interesting but that's the world
2: we live in and- it is brother and as we were talking about at the beginning of our discussion that's okay um i I can accept that um there's just so much to be uh thankful for so much to feel good about and um I think sometimes it's a conscious decision are you gonna are you gonna be optimistic or are you gonna be pessimistic are you gonna be negative are you gonna spend your time? Viewing and reading things where, you know, somebody's getting hurt or somebody's being angry or, um, you know, it's what the internet has offered from the beginning. And it's, it's why it's changed the world. Uh, anything you want, man, is right at your fingertips. And I just feel like you got to be a bit vigilant about what you wind up spending your time on. Um, but I have to make a conscious effort to, yeah, let's talk about the new tour. Let's, I mean, here's me playing guitar. You know, I know there's a few people out there that are a little interested in that. So, um, yeah, it's cool. And I I have respect for what you're doing, man, because I know it it does take a lot of effort, a lot of consistency. And, uh, you know, I just, uh, I appreciate you having me on. Thanks for, uh, you know, talking about this 30th anniversary release, this 30th anniversary tour um can't wait to play the arcada by the way we're going to be playing uh, our buddies in stone horses are going to be our support pretty much for the whole run but at the arcada we're going to be with my longtime friend orianthi i um, saw it yeah man i haven't seen Ori in person in a long time like we, we keep in touch you know we text but uh i can't wait to see her she's just she's the real thing she's always been the real thing and um I think music fans are they're in for a treat that night. They can see three really great bands in one night. It's going to be be awesome.
1: As we close, just um, one last question regarding Brother Kane. Is there a plan to keep this going once this tour ends and once this anniversary celebration ends? Is there, you know, I obviously have the two new songs, but is this something that you're really going to focus on moving forward?
2: Yes. The answer is yes, Jay. Um, you know, I, there definitely will come a day that Johnny Van Zant and Ricky Medlock will have reached a point where they're ready to, 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 to call it a day, you know, and there's a lot of other, there's a, there's a bigger, uh, uh, entity that's involved in that decision-making, you know, all the original skinner Band member families, you know, they all have a say in in what this is. And uh, Johnny especially deserves a lot of credit for how he has navigated that all these years. Mm -hmm. So much like I was doing with my solo career in the previous six years, you know, I just I was just kind of setting things up so that I would have a place to create music, perform music, you know, play with my friends. Uh, and do that into my seventies, you know. Uh, I want to do it as long as I want, whatever that is. So, there will come a time that Leonard Skinner will not be touring as as a band any longer. And when that day comes, I think it would be in the best interest of Glenn and myself and the the Brother Kane guys to at least have already taken some steps, been doing some shows, have some new music out there, rather than just starting from ground zero. And those that's that's another really important and productive conversation that I was having with Kevin right from the beginning. And he's right, you know, like let's you know, Skinner isn't a band like um you know I'm I'm I got buddies in Shinedown. Man, Shinedown is touring constantly. I bet those guys do 125, 130 shows a year. It's a year-round thing almost. Skinner's never going to do that. I don't want to do that. Brother Kane's never going to do that. Right? I, I want to b- have that balance between time with my family and out you know, playing music and, and working. Um, but I do know that day is coming, man, and we're going to be ready. You know, Whenever there's there are no Skinner dates for us to work around – then I'd like for us to step on the gas with brother Kane. I'd like to, you know, I'm already writing more songs, uh, for that. You know, I've got a whole kind of cachet of solo material. I just want to keep creating. Um, you know, it's like, if you're a painter, you paint, if you're a songwriter, you write songs. And, um, it just, it gives me life, Jay. You know, there's, the thing that I enjoy more than anything is finishing a song that I'm excited about. And I'm really lucky knowing that there's at least a tiny fan base of folks that are going to get excited about that song as well. And I've, I've been chasing that feeling for, I don't know, I guess 30 years, you know, cause I didn't really start writing songs until we put brother came together. So, um, it's 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 the path i enjoy being on the most so um that's kind of a long answer to your question yes i want to keep doing brother kane i'm so proud of the uh, original songs the the old songs and i'm really stoked about these new ones i can't wait for you to hear them man
1: can't wait either can't wait either well any chance that i know i spoke to scott gorham Gosh, back in, uh, April, I think it was. And he was talking about putting together like a Thin Lizzy celebration. He hadn't really announced who's in it. Any chance you're connected to that
2: when that happens? Oh man, let me tell you something. I would leap over a tall building, whatever it takes to be a part of playing those songs with Scott. I love that guy so much. I love that band so much. Um, I mean, Jay, it's just insanity that two of the three bands that I listened to incessantly my entire teenage life, I've been able to be a member in two of them. That's, (laughs) that's insane. You can't make that shit up, man. It's wild. I would love to be a part of that with Scott. You know, I told him, um, you know, I just want him to do it. I want him to be able to go out and play and, um, Trust me, man, there are no shortage of world-class guitar players that would want to, you know, stand next to Scotty and go out and play those songs. But I'm humbled that he wants me to be a part of it. Uh, You know, it'll be that that'll be a tricky juggle right there, man, uh, with everything that's going on right now. But I would love to be a part of that. And, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Well, Damon, it's a
1: pleasure, as always, to talk with you and have you on the show. I'm um, looking forward to seeing you at the Arcata here in the Chicagoland area. For everyone listening, um, all the information for Brother Kane, tour dates, vinyl, all that stuff will be in the show notes. So when you're done listening, go and click on the links and it'll bring you right to it. So all the social media pages. So um, I always like having Damon on. So thank you again for uh, for doing the show. I appreciate it.
2: Jay, you got a heart of gold, my man. Thank you. I hope I see you at the Arcata. And uh, maybe we can get a little FaceTime. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, all the best to you and your family.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, man. And continued success with the tour with Skinner and the upcoming tour with Brother Kane. Thank you so much, buddy. I'll see you soon. All right, everyone. That's Damon Johnson. I'm Jay Scott of the Hook Rocks, the Ultimate Rock Community Podcast. Thanks again for listening take care of each other, stay safe, and we will talk soon. Thanks.
2: Picking up the pieces Sweeping up the dust I thought it would be better, but it's never been so rough been through I oh. call